0: Welcome to the Flying Solo podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. I'm your host, Robert Gerrish. Flying Solo is an Australian online community and home to stacks of free resources, discussion forums, professional development tools, and a whole lot more. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Sharon Wee is a Sydney-based cake artist originally from Singapore. She came here to study media and marketing over a decade ago and, loving the lifestyle, decided to stay. As I'm sure you all agree, we're very pleased that she did. In her corporate job, she felt very unfulfilled and began searching for a hobby to keep motivated and amused. This was the first job she took after her media and marketing course. Now, as a lover of desserts and all things crafty, it's little surprise that a cake decorating class at a local community college appealed to Sharon. Cake baking and decorating quickly became an obsession, and with no real business experience, she took the plunge and started Sharon Wee Creations. Now, let me bring Sharon on at this point to continue the story. So, hello, Sharon.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. Oh,
0: well, thank you very very much for joining us. So look, I've just a little sort of intro there. So you mm-hmm. kind of got into this ever so slightly accidentally. Didn't really necessarily kind of know where you were going, but your first sort of proper job at the big end of town wasn't working for you so you went through this um course what then sort of happened when did you just continue the story a little bit for us would you as to how it kind of unfolded for you
1: yeah so I guess I've always loved crafty things and I like doing things with my hands and making things so um, before I took this course, I didn't know that this style of cake decorating existed. Mm. When I took the course, I, I thought it was just going to be cream and fruit and stuff like that. And I was really surprised when I went to class that it was actually, you know, like little modeling and this thing called fondant or sugar dough actually existed. And mm. I just fell in love with it. And it was so much fun that I started researching and doing you know, a lot of online, um, taking part in a lot of online forums and stuff. And back in, the, back in the day, it makes me sound so old, but back back in the day, um, YouTube didn't exist, you know, and this was a good maybe seven years ago. Okay. So there, there were no YouTube videos to watch or anything. So I learned a lot through books and, on, you know, um, online forums with people helping each other out.
0: Mm. And, and, yeah. and so did the, the sort of the marketing woman within you, yeah. did she very quickly kind of say, aha. I see a kind of business here. How long was it before it it, it sort of moved from a hobby to a potential business?
1: It was a while because um, even though I have a marketing degree and a a business degree as well, it's... Because when you start something as a hobby and something that you're so emotionally attached to, it's really difficult for you, um, for most people, I guess, to stand up and go, well, my work is going to be good enough so that I can charge a lot of money for. Hmm. So it took a long time. It took about you know, two years to actually build up the confidence to think that my work would be good enough to actually sell. If, OK, if that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, sure.
0: And so yeah. while, while in in that that period of time, you were yeah. you had some other income then from a proper job. Is that? Yeah, a,
1: I was still working full time.
0: Yeah. OK. So that that describes a fairly um, well, certainly not an uncommon sure. um, sort of path to business. But then yeah. so so you got to the point where you thought, right, no, hang on a minute. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And what was the sort of the first sign of that? When did you and what what, what actually precipitated the final sort of plunge?
1: I guess when I started doing um, orders for people that weren't my friends and family and those people started saying that it was good and I started believing them because, you know, when it's your friends and family, sometimes you think, oh, you know, they're just being polite. They're just being nice. But when strangers started telling me that, oh, actually, this is really good. I thought, oh, you know, um, I could actually sell this and try selling this you know
0: yeah okay so that that's when it that's when it really happened so just tell me again then so from the point that you started to that point yeah where strangers were buying what period of time was that
1: in terms of time frame you mean it was about um three about three years
0: okay yeah and now we're into year what year four or five
1: about seven technically year seven that I've been decorating, but um, when I started selling it, I wasn't, you know, my business was only running part time. Yeah, okay. All um, right.
0: Well, look, I feel like, you know, the title of this podcast is yeah. Baking with Hundreds and Thousands. And I feel yeah. like I'm a bit of a, a con man at the moment because there's, there's a big sort of reveal that I haven't done. For our listeners, which I'd like to do now, which is just to let them know that this business, in case anyone's thinking, okay, here's Robert speaking to Sharon, who runs a nice little cake business. Let me just give people a snapshot. Sharon has, as of today, 160,000 Facebook likers. 167,000 Facebook likers. That is astonishing. So, clearly, this is not just a little business running from a home base, this has turned into something much greater. So what is it now? What does the business look like now? What's the snapshot of your business today?
1: So today I mainly, I mean, I started off doing mainly just wedding cakes, but as of December last year, I've stopped taking orders and I'm um, I'm doing mainly just teaching now. So teaching overseas and teaching locally. Um, I've just self-published my own book as well, so mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot of those and tutorials and and things like that running um, business classes for cake decorators on how to run their own business. So yeah, that's, probably, you know, that's what I played at the moment.
0: All right, so to <laughs> yeah. use some um, sort of tradey type language then you kind of you've moved off the tools. you're no longer sort of mm-hmm. necessarily making cakes but you're helping other people build businesses build cake yeah. is that right
1: Yeah Yeah and I'm also teaching cake but not doing orders anymore
0: Okay all right yeah. so no one can come up and buy a Sharon Wee cake anymore but they what they can buy is a business basically
1: Yeah I mean they they still can if they wanted to um it depends on my schedule but most of the times I, I don't I don't have the time unfortunately to to take the orders anymore Okay
0: yeah. So <laughs> And to what extent does this surprise you? Are you surprised with the business that you now have versus the one that you started?
1: Yeah, a little bit, actually, to be honest. Because when I started, (laughs) all I wanted to do, you know, my, as I said, I didn't really have that many real-life business skills. So my end goal was just to make awesome cakes. I just wanted to make awesome cakes. Right. You know, and it turned out to be so much more than just awesome cakes, you know, and, and to be able to remain competitive in a market that is so saturated and so crowded, um, you had to make more than just awesome cakes, mm. you know okay yeah, and I never wanted to teach or never intended to teach, you know, and it just came about in a quite an organic way, I guess mm.
0: and so how did it what 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 was was there any sort of key um, event or thing that happened that suddenly took you from this little business with presumably a handful of of facebook likers Mm -hmm. and followers and Mm -hmm. a little community what was there any one thing that just went poof you know that that made it explode this one hundred and sixty-seven thousand?
1: it's a combination of things actually so when i first started um i I still remember the day that i hit a thousand likers it was like the best day of my life i was so excited you know it was (laughs) it was a major milestone because a thousand people you know Mm. um And back then I was just posting pictures and stuff like that. But again, as more people started getting onto Facebook and as Facebook started getting more competitive, it had to be more than that. So it was started, then I started to do more, you know, audience engagement kind of stuff. So asking Questions and I think a lot of it, you know, when people like you on Facebook, they want to be able to relate to you and get to actually know you and the business better. Mm, so I did one. a lot more, yeah, I did a lot more of that, you know, showing behind the scenes stuff, you know, or just talking, you know, oh, you know, this is Monday, what did you do on the weekend, and you know, just having a conversation with people mm. um, that helps drive a lot of traffic because as more people comment, you know, it it drives a lot more interest in that post. Um, so that was one of the factors. And the other factor is also I advertise. You know, so I know some people, there's two camps. So some people think that, oh, advertising on Facebook, I shouldn't have to because Facebook should be free. Mm. You know, but in reality is, like, it is free, but if you want to compete, you know, with all your competitors, you have to do at something a little bit more you know and you don't have to spend a bucket load of money I did it you know but it's just spending some money to actually get your your brand and stuff out there
0: sure and as you say very competitive market that Mm -hmm. you're in Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people doing it and pretty well the people that do do it are you know to a degree similar to yourself in that they've they've got a lot of passion
1: exactly um, yeah
0: very visual you know all the things that of course are just so perfect for Facebook so do you advertise with Facebook to this day
1: Yes, I do. I you still do. do daily advertising, yeah.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and also because, um, because I have other products to sell, so I have um, online tutorials and all this that I can sell that I can reach that much bigger worldwide market. Mm. That's why I found it worked really, really well for me.
0: Yeah, of course. So that's the yeah. thing is you've not, you know, when you initially started, here's yeah. a small cake baking business serving presumably, you know, a number of 10 or 15 kilometers around where you live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you're selling your your products your courses around yeah. the world, and indeed you're, yeah. you're heading off to Europe pretty soon to to run yeah. some business courses there. So, yeah. how? Just tell me with your um, your the work that you do on Facebook. Then you advertise with Facebook. You've talked there about how you really focus on the sort of engagement side of things, mm-hmm. and you you have some of this be- behind the scenes stuff. So, yeah. roughly how long might you spend? I mean, do you spend a certain amount of time every day? Do you do it all yourself? Are you very sort of disciplined about this?
1: Um, I spend an embarrassingly amount, a long amount of time on Facebook every day. Um, <laughs> but I have to be honest, it's only because I'm a home-based business and that is my only avenue into the world, if that makes sense, because yeah. I don't have a shopfront where people can walk past or anything like that. So Facebook and social media are my only window to the world and that's the only way I can actually generate um, new customers and actually generate income.
0: Okay, so, but yeah. a, a pretty big window. I mean, in a window yeah. that you're polishing and cleaning and changing yeah. the display on, you know, you, you yeah, nurture exactly. it brilliantly, yeah. don't you?
1: And, and that's the thing, you have to. You can't, you know, people get very upset when they go on Facebook and they only post once every couple of days and they go, oh, I'm not getting the reach or engagement that I, that I would like, you know, mm. and it's because you really have to work at it. It's almost, unfortunately, a full-time job, you know. Mm. Um, and I... Sorry to interrupt. But I find that in some periods of times, if I actually post two or three times a day, you know, my reach and engagement starts to go up. But the minute I stop for a couple of days or even stop for a day, you can see that drop straight down again. So really, it's, is that really? yeah, yeah, you have to keep at it.
0: So it's very much like those sort of spinning plates on the top of a sit, You've got to keep right. spinning them. Right, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you say you spend, a, a, you know, an embarrassingly large amount of time, how long? Is it like four or five hours a day?
1: Um probably it's only because i have it on my phone so every time you know every hour or so i'll just check to see what's happening yep um and also because i follow a lot of competitors and also a lot of other people within the industry Hmm. so it's for me it's also good to kind of have what is it the nose to the ground or something or your ear to the ground sorry to kind of um know kind of what's happening what's you know what's in trend or who's who's doing what you know um Hmm.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, and look again. I guess as you say, you don't have that sort of high street location, and mm-hmm. you know, in many ways, lucky you because you've built a business that doesn't need that. Yeah. But you've got a you know a shop front which is Facebook with an awful lot of people yeah. passing by all the time, and it sounds to me that what you're doing is what anybody with a shop would do, which is you're you're constantly keeping an eye on things you're looking at what the competition are doing you're yeah. m- moving displays around you know all the sort of you know analogies with shops you're yeah you're doing what anyone would do in that case aren't you so yeah now what I, I know from, from what you're doing as well is that you're shifting again this is uh, I'm intrigued as to what the motivation here was you're shifting more from just here's how you Uh, design and create cakes Mm -hmm. you're much more shifting into here's how you run a small business brackets Mm -hmm. it happens to be a cake making business so yeah what's that journey been like and what why did you really make that sort of shift
1: I guess that one um that that journey or that change in in direction was more um because I'm really passionate about helping People, because over the years when I have taught a lot of students and, you know, people come to class, the most common thing that they always talk about or that people really struggle about is about how to price these things, you know, and the confidence. And and it's just the whole journey that I went through, you know, Um, and I'm really passionate about helping these people because I want them to know that it is possible. You know, just because like just because you work from home, it doesn't mean that you can't make a business, you know. Sure. Just, just because you have kids, not that I have kids, but just because right. you you have kids doesn't mean that suddenly you don't have time for a business. You know, you can make it work and it is possible. You just have to work in a smart and efficient way on your business and it's mm. not just about the cakes, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, look, yeah. It's,
0: it totally makes sense. And how do you find that? Because obviously… You know, that is a bit of a shift, isn't it? People, Mm -hmm. uh, and we see this a lot on Flying Solo, where people have a passion to start a business. But if we start saying, well, look, just, just, you know, kind of slow down a bit. You just need to plan how you're going to work and plan your day and um, work out your priorities and get clear on what your direction is. You know, if you sometimes, with some people, particularly in those early stages... They're so kind of fired with passion that they're not necessarily in the best place to listen.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. Do
0: you find the same?
1: Yeah, that's completely right. And in fact, you know, I think you're right because when they are so passionate about something, they think that that's all that they need to be really good at in order to succeed. You know, and that's what that's what I was like in the beginning. I just wanted to make awesome cakes. It doesn't matter, you know, who cares about marketing? I'll just make so, such awesome cakes that everyone will just notice me. Right. You know, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. You know, I mean, for a few lucky people, it might, but mostly it doesn't work like that. You know, you have to actually spend time and actually work on the business side, you mm-hmm. know, make a plan and work towards it rather than just expect people to notice you because you have a good product.
0: Yeah, look, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And I, again, as you say, very competitive market you're in. So mm-hmm. kind of looking to the future, you know, there you are, you've spent, um, you know, seven or so years um, extolling the kind of virtues of, of running this kind of business you're helping people run this business you're promoting the whole notion of of starting a, a, a cake making business there's lots of other people doing it what does the future look like is it going to get to a point does it concern you that there's so many people doing it what's where where, where to next for for Sharon Wee
1: um a little bit I, I do wake up some days and go oh god where is this industry going to um mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that you can only control what you can control. You know, my dad always said to me, he's like, you can't control how much other people charge. You can't control how they tarnish the industry or how they change the industry. But you can control how you react to it and how you move on from it, you know. So um, I I do want to do other things. I, I do want to stay within cake but also use my brand for other things cake related, you know, and do, do look at doing a few other industries that are kind of, um, what's that word? complementary to cake oh,
0: okay okay yeah
1: so i would like to look at that and maybe another book and stuff like that but oh. yeah. can you give
0: me a, can you without giving anything away can you give us an example of what would be complementary in your view
1: mm, so things like let me think because um, i do a lot of um my target market is mainly mums with kids okay. yeah so um for example, if I was – like now that I'm doing cake classes, might be doing like ch- catering children's parties or oh, okay, children's okay. classes. Gotcha. Things that can kind of marry together, um, yeah, mm. without saying too much. Yeah, no, I, no. Look, yeah. I totally – and I
0: don't want you to – the purpose here is not to get you to yeah, expose all your plans to your competitors. <laughs> I'm just intrigued as to how your mind works. But clearly, I can see that then. So it's kind of extending your brand – sort of sideways a little it's yeah. yes I can totally see that, that that would make sense so how how are you feeling now you know say here you are you've you came over to Australia initially to study media and marketing and clearly yeah. you did all that yeah. you possibly had a view at that point of you know working in one of the, the big tall buildings and going into yeah. that kind of career you've done completely the opposite of that you started making cakes now you've moved into much more into a training business how does it feel?
1: Um, exciting and a little bit scary you know some days I do wake up and I feel like oh actually I have accomplished quite a bit and I'm I'm really mm-hmm. happy about it you know um, but other days it feels like oh god there's still so much more to do or that <laughs> I want to do anyways <laughs> yeah,
0: so. well I guess that's the true sign of, uh, of an entrepreneur isn't it is yeah. in, of, of someone such as yourself is that even though others you know when i first sort of came across you and looked at particularly say your facebook numbers i just, I've, i just wanted to hide under the desk <laughs> thinking how you know my goodness it's, because
1: I, I spend a lot of time on this
0: well yeah and i'm <laughs> uh, presumably you still you still come across people that have got you know 867000 mm-hmm. people on facebook so yeah. i mean how do you feel how do you feel when when you get into that situation you see someone else that's you know really kind of stomping home with things how how do you how do you manage to to sort of contain that and maintain your motivation and direction
1: I guess um in the beginning I have to admit that you know I do get a bit frustrated and I guess jealous would be the right word Hmm. as well as like oh how come they didn't have to work as hard or you know sometimes people just get lucky in in life you know And um, or sometimes I just go, oh, it's just not fair, you know, because I spend so many hours a day. I put in all my life on doing this stuff, but they're Mm. still, I guess, in my eyes, more successful. But I've learned in the last couple of years that those numbers, although they're good, they don't, they're not the be all and end all. Sure. So they may be there, but those people may not be earning any money off those people, whereas Mm. I'm actually earning money off my, my followers. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, success is only what you make it. So as long as you're happy, in your, like, you know, you have to define success for yourself. So, you know, for me, I'm happy because I wanted to write that book. I did it, you know, and mm. I, I sold the book and I did all these things that to me define success for me. So, yeah. you know, I, I may not want, like, you know, a big school with lots and lots of people or, you know, 100,000, uh, no, sorry, 800,000 followers. Sure. yes.. <laughs> um, because that may not be the life that I want, you know. So mm. I just I think a lot of that you have to be clear. You have to drill back down to what is success for myself, and yep. then you can work around that. And I know I know it's hard because you look next door and you go, oh, their grass is greener. Or mm. you know?
0: well, yeah. Look, that's yeah. I, I just think that's very very clearly put and interesting. We had that um, uh, we had an, an image on our Facebook page about a week ago which says. Your grass may be greener, but I'm I'm too busy looking after my own tinnitus exactly. or something. And
1: exactly, but it's
0: hard, isn't it? It's not the easiest yeah. thing to do. And no. I guess to some extent, um, we need a, a bit of that going on to um, to to keep us active and to keep us motivated. And to yeah, a bit pushing. of
1: jealousy is okay, I think, because for me <laughs> as well, it keeps me motivated. But. Too much, and you just become obsessed, and you don't have time to actually work on any of your own business, which Mm. is not good, you know. So no,
0: no, it can be definitely can be destructive if you're not careful. Yeah. Okay. So um, how and how. What's your sort of your work life sort of style like? Are you it sounds like you put a lot of work into your business. Do you, do you ever get the feeling that you put too much in? Is it does that ever sometimes. a concern?
1: Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Um, yeah. I think I get it from my dad because my dad's a workaholic, and right. I'm I've grown up with him around. You know, when we were on holidays, he'd bring his laptop and he'd be there. You know, he'd go out with us to the beach and stuff, and then he'd come back and he'd be on his laptop writing emails and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of how. Mm, my life the model is like, that you followed yeah my mm. life is like now you know like I'll go on holiday and I'll enjoy myself and stuff and then when I come back and to relax I'll go on Facebook and I'll look at what's happening because um I love what I do so much that it really even though it is a job and it is a business it really is, isn't to me mm, yeah, you know got it, yeah yeah oh, that's
0: that's a lovely way to, so let's blame the dad that's that sounds totally fine
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and um, let me t- just go back to your book if I may. So sure. um, what was the process like? What's the title of your book?
1: It's called Adorable Cakes for All All Occasions. Okay. Yeah.
0: And so that's obviously a- available from your website, which is sharonwecreations.com or .au. Uh
1: it's just sharonwe.com.au.
0: Okay, SharonWee.com.au. Yeah, but okay. I,
1: I bought SharonWee Creations anyway, so okay. it will redirect, yeah.
0: Sensible, okay. Yeah. All right, so this, what was the process like um, for you writing your book? I mean, was that a, was it sort of long and arduous or was it easy-peasy? How did that go for you?
1: I thought it would be easy-peasy, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> right. um, it took it took um, a bit over a year and actually, actually this comes at the right time because I just wrote, wrote a long blog post about the whole process of it yesterday. Um, and it was basically because I decided to self-publish this. It was a much longer journey than it needed to be. Okay. If, if I had a publisher, um, I could probably just do the work and just give it to them and they would have taken care of a whole lot of stuff. That. Hmm. Um, but because I decided to go down this, um, this road of self-publishing, it was a lot harder because this one-man band, me and Nick, my yep. partner, suddenly had to become editors. Suddenly had to become, you know, specialists in printing and distribution and logistics and sales, you know. And suddenly it's like, oh my god, you know, mm,
0: a lot of work. But <laughs> yeah. hey, you've learned it now. So when you write yeah. your next book, what will That's you do what there? <laughs> 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 will you self-publish book number two, or will you go Hi. to publisher?
1: I think i will um i my plan actually the in the beginning was to self-publish the first book Hmm. and and then to go pitch to a publisher publisher to show them you know how well it's doing and stuff like that but um i've spoken to a lot of my industry friends who have worked with publishers and they they talk about how restricting it is and how you know um it's not as you don't get as much freedom as you would if you obviously if you work for yourself
0: Hmm. and tell me with your is your book do you view your book as a as a noticeable sort of revenue stream or is it mainly a sort of a business development tool?
1: It started out as a business development tool to be honest and it was supposed to be a marketing tool but it turned out to be a, quite a decent um, revenue stream at the moment. So. Okay. Yeah.
0: Good. Well, you've got so many nice surprises happening in your business. It's so lovely to hear. Yeah. Look, I'd like to wrap up. I know you've got um, a a million things that you've told me that you're working on today. And you're planning your courses. You're going over, as as I mentioned, to Europe with those. You'll also be running some... Um, in Australia again, I think early in 2015, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: so in Perth, um, Sydney and Melbourne. Fantastic. we doing the, the business courses. Yeah. Great,
0: so if we want to find out details of those, again, we just go to sharonwee.com.au, that's yes, W-E-E. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so look, my final question that I'd love to ask you Yeah. is, you know, we've talked a lot about what sort of drives you in your business and where you spend your time and, and you've been very generous with sharing all of that. What I'd love to know is, who has been, is there one person or more than one person maybe who's been a particular influence on you, in the way that you work in your business? And if so, what did they teach you?
1: Um, I have a couple, but I'll go through them briefly. Yeah, they, no, it, that's each fine. Each taught me different things. So, hmm. um, my dad is one. I mean, he. He taught me a lot, and he's always been really supportive of me running my own business. So, being being Asian, um, when I wanted to run my own business, my mom freaked out, you know, and she <laughs> thought like I didn't send you to university to to, to put run your a job small and, business, yeah, and to bake cakes, you know, she didn't understand the type of cakes I was making at that time. So she's like, I didn't send you to university to bake cakes. Um, but my dad has always been supportive. He's like, if that's what you want to do, then just try it, you know, just do it. And him being a business person himself and he works around the world um, doing sales and stuff, yep. um, I, anytime I have any questions or stuff I do ask him and even though he works, he works for um, an oil company so it's totally right. a different product hmm. but you know the experiences and stuff that he shares I, I do draw a lot on that and you know, being able to, to use that in, in this industry. Yeah, and um, the other people, I don't know them, but that influenced me, um, are the band called Hansen. Okay. So, yeah, and it, it might sound really weird because everyone, when I, whenever I mention Hanson, they're like, oh, you mean the Umbop guys? It's like, <laughs> yes, but it's so much more than that because um, the story briefly behind them is that they oh. had a big falling out with their record company, and so they, in 2003, started their own record company, yeah. and so today, they're still touring the world and doing all this stuff, but on their own terms. So, what I really respect about that is that they have managed to um, kind of generate this fan base that is so insanely loyal to them that no matter whatever shows you go to, pe- those guys are always there and they have this group that are so happy to support them. And that's what I wanted, you know, with my business. Mm. I want followers that relate to my story and to be able to follow me, not only because they love my work, but because they love the story and the person behind it you know
0: well how fantastic so you carried through you in your business then this 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 vision of of a of a very successful pop band who took control (laughs) of their that's wonderful and that's what you carry with you what a great way to you know is it is it any wonder then really that you've attracted such a good following because That's your model, isn't it? That's your template. That's what you're wanting to do.
1: Yeah, and never forgetting. And and they don't do it as well. Every time they go to a concert or they do anything, they're always um, really grateful for their fans because they know that's where revenue comes from. And without them, they're nothing, you know? Mm. And that's kind of the same position that I'm always at. It's like I understand. I'm always happy to do things for, you know, my followers and things like that whenever I can because I know it was only because of them that allowed me to be where I am now. Okay. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. So is, is it a common sort of decision making process for you where you, you sort of pause and go, what would Hansen do?
1: <laughs> it, Something like that. Or if it? I look at how they um, they manage their fans or they manage their their business, mm. yeah, it's very, very interesting um, how they've done it in, in a way. Because a lot of people have never heard of them ever since, you know, Umbob. Mm. But then there's a whole other world of people who truly know their whole journey, their whole story. And you know who go to concerts and they know every single song and they know you know and they've cultivated this this kind of following that is just amazing. Yeah,
0: brilliant. Well, hopefully that look is you know they may or may not notice it, but there might be a mild spike from Australia to the uh, <laughs> Hanson website.
1: Just go those. check it out. I mean, even if you don't like their music or you don't like the band in particular, just mm, check it's out just the story. Checking out how they run it, you know. Yeah. They've totally run it. Um, their website off Facebook and off any social media so they have their own group of followers and Mm. fan club members that are on just on the website which is actually very very clever so
0: brilliant I'll definitely go and have a look and so um, out of interest your mother these days how's she feeling about her little girl and the cake business
1: oh much better (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope so. Excellent. I guess what you can always do is do one of those, um, you know, just get invite all your Facebook followers to, you know, sing a happy birthday message to your mother or something. And if yeah. she's got 160 odd thousand people doing that, she'll be certainly pretty impressed. I think she's,
1: she's <clears> still a little <throat> bit unsure some days because it's more about the stability to her sure. than anything. But she, she's getting used to the idea. Oh, well,
0: it's yeah. mums are mums and dads are dads. And, yeah. Uh, that's, well, look, Sharon really thank you very much for for sharing your story it's really really interesting and uh I'm sure our, our um, Flying Solo community will love to be hearing what you're doing. And just to recap, people can find out more about you, SharonWee.com today. You check out those courses of 2015. Sharon, yeah. have yourself a great day. Thank you very much Thank for you. sharing no your time problem. with us.
1: And really, if anyone has any questions, I'm more than happy to, like, if they want to email me and stuff like that. It might take me a while to get back to them. <laughs> but okay. um, I promise I'm more than happy to help. Right? Perfect. So, yeah. Thank or you for the opportunity. Or hop
0: onto your Facebook page, I'm guessing. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're
1: welcome.
0: And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo. I'm Robert Gerrish, and we hope you'll join us next time. If you're looking to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, you'll find heaps of resources at flyingsolo.com.au and a supportive community on our forums and Facebook. Thanks for listening.